This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamframboise, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamframboise was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. 
FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week, that the note Bankman Freed sent to the general counsel for FTX US seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman Freed has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. The victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM.
state of the program is strong and getting stronger. Bob Joseph live on News Radio WNBF 92.1 FM 1290 AM lines at 607-772-1290 if you would like to share your thoughts about the state of the program give us a call all calls will be considered 607-772-1290 if you wish to be considered you may call in instant gratification people say how how can you possibly provide instant gratification in this day and age that's not even acceptable that's not even a business model how dare you how dare you try to provide instant gratification hi wnbf you're on the air what's your first name where are you calling from uh, John, I, I, uh, I'm calling from uh, Binghamton I like instant gratification well you got it man yeah I mean I, I, I that barely it. rang half a ring yeah uh the penny candy store was my uh, instant gratification way back when. Back in the day. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to know uh, what the devil had in mind for rock music, popular music, I, I think you saw it if you saw the clip for the the, the Grammy Awards. Uh, we've gone from a Boy George and that uh, uh, sacrilegious Sacconi. Uh, to now this, what's his name, Sam something? I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and, and we see, uh, well, vulgar stuff that even some bathhouses wouldn't allow, right on the CBS Television Network, the so, Tiffany Network. Yeah. So you remember that, Bill Paley and the Comets? They they called it the Tiffany Network, and they always were very careful about anything that would be broadcast. Well, uh, these were cultured men, uh, Sarnoff and educated men, Paley. I was quite a character in his day. Uh, one day he, uh, I forgot his he, he, his wife's name was, uh, uh, you know, like a, a, a girl's school name. I forgot Beyonce. his name. Beyonce, Beyonce Paley. Yeah, no, but, but Paley once, when he moved to Los Angeles, he, he was the first to have electric uh, closets, you know, the things that move your clothes around. So he <laughs> I didn't know that. He was? Yeah. Well, he was quite a dresser, and he mm-hmm. uh, invited the reporters in and uh, w- made them watch his suits spin around. <laughs> I will say one thing about ba- Bill Paley. He was le- no less moon vest. Uh, 
No, less, less, less. I mean, it's amazing. You know, CBS sort of like EJ's. You know, it took a long time to destroy it uh, and and milk uh, whatever it could out. Uh, kudos, but you know, it's funny about CBS. What a difference proper legal work makes. I mean. Uh, you know, the sponsors could have easily ended up with the rights to Andy Griffith or any of these shows that are still on. But uh, CBS had uh, great lawyers that uh, were working for the company. But uh, uh, what I want to talk about is, you know, show business is only as good as the people that control it. Uh, any art is as good as uh, needs to be controlled by someone. You you cannot you cannot let quote unquote artists uh, do their thing. I mean, they can do it among their circles, but they the this mass produced stuff, uh, music and films. Uh, you need strong people, which you had. You know, you had Louis B. Mayer. Uh, you had all these people. I mean, you know, and it's funny you. The music business is interesting. You didn't have to actually like the music to put an LP record on and realize how magnificent it sounded. Like I'm thinking of Nat Cole. You could put, I mean, you, you might not care for Nat Cole, Cole or those corny songs, uh, but if you put it on and it came through those stereo speakers, you said, you know, this is, this is, this is truly art. And uh, now look at what's happened. And, um, uh, we have the next step in this. Uh, there's going to be, and, and uh, Roy Masters predicted this about 10 years ago. Roy, Roy was a talk show host in Los Angeles, and then he went national. He was a very interesting fellow. His expertise was in uh, mesmerization, uh, hypnosis, that kind of thing. But he was talking about mass hypnosis, and he... He predicted an on-stage defecation by a major... Oh, oh, John, please. Well, I'm just, I'm I'm just saying, eating breakfast. Come on, man. Well, this this is what he he predicted, and it was maybe even 15 years ago. He, he, uh, and, and Roy Masters, by the way, his kid, I think, runs the Salem Network. I think the Salem Network was actually established by Roy Masters, but... Uh, yeah, uh, that's what he, he predicted, and he predicted that the world would hail it as a, you know as a groundbreaking uh, you know uh, uh, you know work of artistic freedom. So I, I think you were well. Very, if that's very... if that's the case, no, I'm not even. Oh my gosh, I can't erase the image. Well, I look. can't erase that. CBS won't allow that. Yeah, and they come they, on, they, man. Well, they've all they've all done their their part in, and now you know uh, it's in the Bible, I believe. I'm not really uh, what page an expert. It says that the kids will turn on their parents. Oh well, but that's that has nothing to do with what you said would be on CBS. Come on, man. That's, well, this that's is, this sick. Is, this, that's this is that's lower than low. I, I didn't say it. I said that Roy Masters. <laughs> yeah, I know. Show. I know that you didn't come up with the prediction. I'm just saying. Well, and this I program, mean, this is the only program left in America that has any sort of guideline. Well, now, wait a minute, though. 
But in New York City today, right at this moment, uh, there's at least one club uh, that does, and it's a club that <clears throat> caters to men and women, It's and it's it's not really a sex club. It's a stage show, and it does feature uh, this. Uh, All right. All right. Is that true? <laughs> huh? It It is true. All right. I, will, All right. I, I don't I'm doubt right. it. You know, it's, it's New York City, and to be blunt, Rudy is no longer mayor, so well, it's it's well, almost even though Rudy clearly has taken a detour from uh, Normal Road uh, back when he was America's mayor. I think think if that's going on in the Big Apple, I think it's time. I think it's time for him to be re- be elected to a special one year term. Have uh, Eric Adams step aside as of noon today. And have Rudy Giuliani take over for the next year to, as they say, clean things back up. Well, let me just wrap it up with this. Let me tie it all up. Uh, You know, you can look at what's going on and say, you know, how revolting it is. Now, what did the average person do to try to stop it? And, uh, you know, uh, I think uh, anybody that that doesn't think that the devil is uh, many, many steps ahead of them, uh, is wrong. And, and and here's the way I would phrase it. We can look at all these terrible crimes, you know, uh, mur- uh, all these murders and everything. How could this person do it, you know? But I think what, what has happened to everybody is that they're halfway to doing something that they would view unspeakable. It just, it just, they, 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 they are halfway there right now. And uh, it's just waiting for circumstances to arise that would push them all the way uh, to the 100% mark. But uh, look, Bob, uh, we're boiled frogs here, and at least uh, we should go out kicking and screaming. All right. I, yeah, I, for one, I just can't, I can't talk, I can't even, on CBS, if they do that. I'm serious. If they do that on CBS, I will shut off my cable. I will actually literally cut the cord. 923, Bob Joseph live on WNBF. Hi, folks. Providing you with the best solutions of your lifetime. The KSO Insurance Weekly Spotlight with Karen Sweet O'Neill on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And on this Wednesday morning, we welcome Karen Sweet O'Neill with Advice for America. America. Good morning, Bob. How are you? I am well. How are things? Things are good. Excellent. Excellent. Nice, sunny, balmy day. Are you kidding me? February? We'll take it. I love it. Every snow-free day in February is a bonus. I agree. Totally. So what are some of the important things people need to think about today? Well, we're going to talk a little bit more about Social Security because it's a subject that people continuously need to know about and also have so many questions about. So they did a good article, Savvy Senior in Sunday's paper, and again, I'm going to Yogi Bear a little info from that um, because I like the way it was written. But basically, you know, one of the big questions, Bob, 
when people are looking to retire or maybe cut back on their hours or they're already retired is when should I collect my Social Security benefits? So you can collect, um, you know, early, as early as age 62, and you can collect as late as age 70. I mean, you can go beyond that, but there's really no economic reason to do that because your earnings stop to, um, beyond that, stop to accrue. So also one of the things is if I retire early, you know, some people like to go part-time or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, do charity work or whatever, and they want to know how much can I work, what can I earn, and still collect my benefits and not give back. So Social Security says that if you are under your FRA, and that acronym means full retirement age, and you are collecting benefits, then you can earn in 2023, Bob, you can earn up to $21,240, and that's without jeopardizing any of your Social Security. So if you earn more than that, okay, and you took it before full retirement age, then you're, you're going to lose about $1 in benefits for every $2 over that $21,240. Well, a lot of people say, why would I do that? And a lot of people say, well, you wouldn't do that because what exactly is the point? But the thing is, is that for people, oh, and by the way, what is um, income? And that's another big question people always have. You know, do my does my annuity payment count? Does my pension count? And those sorts of things. Income, as far as Social Security is concerned, are wages, bonuses, commissions, and of course, you know, things like vacation pay, that all counts towards your income limit of that $21,240. But your pension, and a lot of people collect pensions, maybe a police officer worked on the force for 20 years, retires, collects his pension, and then moves on to another position. So that would not count. The pension wouldn't count towards income. Annuity payouts won't count. Um, interest, capital gains, uh, government, or military re, uh, retirement benefits don't count either, Bob. So that's a pretty significant difference in what counts and what doesn't. Now, in the year that you reach your full retirement age, there's a less stringent rule. And, you know, it, it's a little bit confusing because most people say, well, if I reach my full retirement age, I can earn as much as I want, right? And that answer is true as long as you take your full retirement age Social Security benefits by your birthday. If you leave it on the table a little bit before your birthday, there's another another figure that you deal with, but it's for such a, uh, a short amount that we're, you know, short amount of time that we're not even going to go into that. Now, it's also really, really important to know that if you do lose some of um, your Social Security benefits because you earned more than you anticipated, they're not gone forever. When you reach your full retirement age, your benefits are going to be recalculated to the higher amount to make up for what was withheld. So you're going to get it back, and that's a that's a pretty big deal. Also, um, what states are going to tax your Social Security benefits? And if you can believe this or not, New York is not one of them. Really? Wait a second. Can you believe Hold it? Hold on. I was able to stop... <laughs> 
I, I was tempted to interrupt you a couple of times, but when you tell me New York State is not among the states that will tax no. those benefits, I find myself intrigued. It, it is. <laughs> it, it actually almost renders us speechless. <laughs> it's almost, it's almost, almost a minor <laughs> miracle. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, New York State does not tax Social Security benefits. Now, also, people that reach their full retirement age, okay, and I think a lot of people know this, they can increase their benefits by 8% per year. That's a pretty big percentage by delaying applying for benefits up to age 70. And what's really important, too, is that your surviving spouse, if you should pass away, is also going to receive the increase in that survivor benefit. In other words, if you postpone applying for benefits, Bob, up to age 70 and you pass away, your surviving spouse would be eligible to receive 100% of your age 70 Social Security benefit. And that, of course, is, you know, in lieu of their, uh, their benefit because theirs might be lower. So there's a lot of things going on with Social Security. Most people don't want to wait till age 70, but if you have a nice-sized portfolio and your uh, advisor is telling you, listen, you don't really have to collect. You can earn that 8% guaranteed until age 70. You might want to look at that. And then the other rule of thumb is, hmm, the money in my pocket is more important to me right now so I can do whatever I want with that money and not wait beyond my FRA up to age 70. Or even some people don't want to wait for their full retirement age. All depends on your situation, your health, your family situation, and your money situation. Well, yeah. You know, I, I'm thinking people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, who pulled, <laughs> you know, Elon Musk pulled over his Tesla because even he doesn't want to let it drive itself. So he pulled over to listen to these suggestions. Jeff uh -huh. Bezos and a few oh, of the other should. whippersnappers <laughs> who tune in every Wednesday morning, they're they're taking copious notes. So I I think this is great advice, whether we're talking about the people at that end of the spectrum or the people at our end of the spectrum. Exactly. Yeah. Everybody benefits from this type of information. Well, thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. And uh, that's right. Hopefully, Social Security will be there for all of us and our, you know, our kids. It will be because they, they announced it last night during the State of the Union. There was oh, a well, thing. You Did you see that? <laughs> The, the no, one the one guy made some kind of reference about about benefits maybe being curtailed or something, and um, some of the people oh, took I exception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I so basically now they're all on the record that they can't make any cuts. So that means we're all safe for at least the next one hundred years. So I I thought that yeah. was I thought that was genius. And and uh, and by the way, after I saw that, I I slept much better knowing that. All benefits are secure for the rest of our lives. Yeah, maybe they'll just raise the age to, you know, you can start at <laughs> age. say that. Raise, like that. The, <laughs> raise the age to 99.1. Oh, there's always, oh, there's always a catch. In the cat, you know that. Yeah, you look ways. look at the fine print where they, uh, the part at the exactly. end of the commercial where they say, some restrictions <laughs> may apply. May of apply. Of course, may apply. Yeah. That's the story of life. So, anyway, if people want to contact you, there are a multitude of ways. There are. We are at 1708 Vestal Parkway East, and so that's right above uh, Plato's Closet, Style Encore. We're one level. You drive right up to us. You can reach us several ways for an appointment. 
for your life insurance reviews or your Medicare work if you're turning 65 or retiring or um, anything in between, long-term care, all of those things that we handle. 607-772-4898. You can Google us at KSO Insurance. All our contact information will come up. Or simply go to a phone book, and we have a big display ad under insurance in the yellow pages. Karen Sweet O'Neill, always a pleasure. Yes, Bob. Always nice to talk with you as well. You have a great morning. Okay, you as well. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Bob. 937, this is Bob Joseph, the host of the program. Our number is 607-772-1290. Share your thoughts on this Wednesday morning on News Radio, WNBF 921 FM, 1290 AM, and always with you with the free WNBF app. When I Bob Joseph live on WNBF, DJ from Binghamton. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. You guys just most definitely violated FCC regulations. You let that caller, John from Binghamton, describe a man defecating on stage at All right. 9 o'clock in the morning. Don't, don't do it again. And you would have let me. Don't. You would have let me. Don't. Stop it now. Move on to a different subject. Well, I want... Two days ago. Just tell me something nice. Tell me something right now that is going to make me happy. I'm going to tell you something. I want to, A couple days ago, you cut me off. Wait, just tell me. Don't talk about anything anybody else has said or anything else that I did. Tell me something instantly that will make me happy. Listen to me. I All I wanted was something to make me happy, to wipe out the visual imagery. Ron from Binghamton, good morning. I'm here to make you happy. Thank you. You know, people say, listen to me. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Did you hear what he said? Well, I didn't. On behalf of of the entire human race, I'm sorry that you had to hear it, Ron. Well, I don't know... I think you've stopped them in time. Well, maybe, maybe, but I heard it. Oh, you know, I don't, okay. I don't want that. I, all I want is stuff that that is positive and uplifting. So go, tell me, well, tell me something good. Okay. Well, uh, I, I wasn't set for that. How about something neutral? Can I do that? Oh, that's good. Yeah. I, oh, okay. Hey, I'm okay. not expecting miracles at this hour. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, I was calling for uh, maybe you could give me a little bit of your advice about a problem. And uh, 
I'd like to keep, I'd like to tell you about it, but can we keep it just between me and you? Sure, just between us. This, this is like yeah. uh, Connie Chung and Newt Gingrich's grandmother. Yeah. Well, you know, I have an appointment. I've got to go to my doctor. And, uh, uh, you know, it's a common problem as uh, men age. You know, I've got to get up in the middle of the night. You know what I'm talking about. I don't have to be specific. But I, I'm going to, to that doctor, to that specialist, and I read something uh, this morning, and now I'm wondering if I should go. Have you heard about foreign accent syndrome? There's a what? A syndrome? What? Yeah, foreign accent syndrome. A man, uh, I kid you not, he went and had surgery on his prostate and developed from that a foreign accent, an Irish brogue, which lasted for the rest of his life. He spoke with an Irish brogue. I am not kidding. You could look it up, foreign accent syndrome. And uh, so this man, man fell prey to that. and. I know, you know, St. Patrick's Day is coming up, so it might, you know, not be that bad to have it for a while. But I don't want to end up with foreign accent syndrome for the rest of my life. I mean, I don't even know if it'll be an Irish brogue. It could be, you know, Russian or it, it, it could be Swahili or something. According to the Internet, it says it's most often caused by damage to the brain uh, from a stroke or traumatic brain injury. Other causes have also been reported, including multiple sclerosis and conversion disorder, and in some cases, no clear cause has been identified. So, well, there you go. I have to put that on my list of stuff I need to read up on tonight. Well, Bob, you know, there was a woman now also. She woke up with a French accent. I mean, this woman had never been to France. She's not French. She had a French accent. I mean... Uh, I could deal with the Irish girl, but if I woke up with a French accent, I mean, you mentioned how haughty people will think I... I no, think pe people away. are understanding. But the thing is, it says speech may be altered in terms of timing, intonation, and tongue placement so that it's perceived as sounding form. Speech remains highly intelligible and does not necessarily sound disordered. FAS has been documented in cases around the world, including accent changes from Japanese to Korean, British English to French, American English to British English, and Spanish to Hungarian. Whoa. So Whoa. I, and by the way, credit where it's due, this is information that's posted at the University of Texas at Dallas website. But now, let me see. Um, let me see if they have any kind of diagnosis. I mean, treatment. How can it be treated? Research in the effect of speech-language treatment on FAS is just beginning. Our lab completed a case study of speech treatment using accent reduction techniques. Oh, my gosh. Accent Whoa. reduction techniques. Listen to this. Now they have, they even have samples that they put out. We're probably going to get in more trouble for this, but that's okay. So these are samples that the University of Texas at Dallas put on their website where the clinician says a phrase, and then apparently the patient says the phrase. So... Let, let's see how this goes. Gee, hopefully this goes well. Oh, are you I, running it? 
No, hold on. Oh. By the way, is this the only thing on NBF right now? Oh, the only thing on NBF, just me and you, right? Yeah, just me. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, I hope people like it. Okay, anyway, so this is... And I haven't listened to this, which is probably my first mistake, but let's let's see. So this is the clinician who says a phrase. Stayed out all night. Wow. They couldn't afford a better microphone. So she says, the clinician is saying, stayed out all night. Listen carefully, because clearly the University of Dallas bought like a, an $8 microphone and then placed it down the hallway from her. Stayed out all night. All right. And now... This apparently is how the patients spoke that phrase. Stayed out all night. Stayed out all night. Stayed out all night. I don't know what the problem is. Actually, I think the patient sounds better than the clinician. If I were the University of Dallas at Texas, I, I think I think I would give the patient a clean bill of health. I would hire that patient to do our legal IDs, and then I would ask the clinician to go buy a better microphone and learn how to use it. Well, Bob, could you imagine now, uh, I hope this never happens, but you went for some kind of surgery and you end up uh, speaking, uh, you sa- you start sounding like Dan Bongino or Sean Hannity instead of Bob Joseph? I you mean, so I start sounding like a professional host? Ha! I see what yeah. you did there. Well, oh, no. you know, it could happen, but at this stage of my life, I, I find it highly unlikely. A leopard well, doesn't change her spots. The leper? Leopard. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, my gosh. You know, this, this whole hour is going directly to the Museum of America's Best Broadcasting. Speaking of which, an important massage for people who drive. Or so, some people who might just want to drive. If you drive or want to drive, you would like to have a really good car, like a brand-new Honda or a brand-new Hyundai. So the question is, where do you go? Well, Miller Motors on the Parkway, 4455 Vestal Parkway East in Vestal, 13850. And get more information about their uh, operation at MillerAutoTeam.com. So whether you're looking for a new Honda, a new Hyundai, or even a used vehicle... People at the Miller Auto Team stand ready to serve you. So if you want a dependable car or an SUV or a truck, go to Miller Motors on the Parkway. They're open today till 6. Tomorrow night, extended hours, till 7. So now is the time for all people who drive or those who aspire to drive to consider a new, more dependable vehicle with the Miller Auto Team. Again, they're located on the Vestal Parkway, directly across from Binghamton University. I noticed the other night they actually had the lights on at their $60 million baseball complex. Miller Motors on the Parkway in Vestal. 952, this is Bob Joseph at WNBF.
WNBF. Joseph live on a Wednesday morning. Well, yeah, I mean, I uh, expect that you would tell me something good. Uh, please. Uh, tell me something good. Oh, yeah. Could you please? Uh, tell me that you love me. Yeah. Uh, tell me something good. DJ in Binghamton, you're on the air. Good morning, Bob. My favorite show and your favorite caller. Hey, I just want to tell you about a movie that's coming out. You guys all remember Kelsey Grammer from uh, Frasier and Cheers? He was fantastic. Yes. Yes, he he was. He is. is. Um, In two weeks comes the movie. It's a movie about compassion. It's called uh, The Jesus Revolution, where these he doesn't like these hippies coming in and the elders in his church. Now oh, they don't even have any shoes on. It's not because of the title. It's not really a religious movie. It's a, it's a movie of compassion. If you have compassion on people, you want to see this movie. And if you don't have compassion on people, you really should see this movie. It's good. Look at the trailer. And it's simply called it's the Jesus revolution. Cause they used to have them here in town called the forever family. And it's about all those people that came from hate Ashbury, uh, Woodstock and they, and they found Christ. That's all I wanted to say. That's positive, right, Bob? Everything's positive. In America, everything today is positive, except for these spy balloons. Now, if they want to have spy balloons, and I'm not saying we should destroy them because they're costly, (laughs) but we should at least neutralize them. And when I say neutralize, I mean jam their frequencies. So, you know, they spend all these millions of dollars on a spy balloon, but then it is effectively rendered useless because they can't transmit whatever pictures or other information they're gleaning. So if we just render them useless, they'll stop sending them our way. I will give you this. What's really going to um, solve a lot of people's hate and racism today and spy balloons and everything that's going on in the world is... uh is this movie, The Jesus Revolution with Kelsey Grammer. It's going to be good, folks. Get your tickets. It's only in for about five days, February 22nd and on. All right. And remember, if you want one of the better seats, it'll cost you because that's the new policy at select movie theaters. They're going to charge you more for the better seat. Why? Because they can and because they need the money because they can't make much of a profit with $30 popcorns. 10 o'clock at WNBF Binghamton. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WNBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie-Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. 
In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfremboise, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfremboise was arrested shortly after the incident, pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week, That the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX U.S. seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California, after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. 
He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. Victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officers Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1 FM. Hey there, it's Bob Joseph on your radio, WNBF, WNBF.com. Zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. If you'd like to share a few thoughts, let's get a few thoughts from Dale in Binghamton. Good morning. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, um, you know, just driving around different just places and everything, I found myself getting the accent that I was in. You know, like go to Alabama and then pick up the the y'all there, and then you know, and. uh so uh, I was, uh, you know, coming out of Pennsylvania and everything, so I had that accent. And uh, I started driving for a company down there in Alabama, and they had um, trucks that had the 
you know, the dark red and the white. That's what's called the trucks for the football team. And uh, <laughs> I go down to a truck stop down through there, you know, in the middle, middle of the night or whatever, and I, I'd say, here comes the damn Yankee looking for your real boy. <laughs> <laughs> I always wish I had. I always wish I had an accent. I have no accent. Oh boy, that was. Uh, it, I mean, if you heard the radio after that, you know, CB and everything. <laughs> I showed up after that. I didn't want them to find out who I was, but they couldn't find me because I was in the rebel. Do you, do you think if I go to Texas that they would know where I was from? Say, if I just show up, say, in Crawford, Texas, do you think the good old boys in uh, Texas would be able to figure out that I was not from Texas? Oh, yep. <laughs> I should try that sometime. <laughs> Go to Crawford or some other place in the great Lone Star State and and have them guess. Where do you think I'm from? And they'd say Binghamton, New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's it's just funny how you do that. You know, you pick it up pretty quick if you do it. So yeah, stuff, you know, so. I can see how it would happen. I, I spent a week in I spent a week in Alabama a few years ago, and oh, even okay. even after just a week, I think I was starting to have a little bit of a a southern drawl. Yeah, that little bit of a slur in there. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, I appreciate yeah. your call, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Yep, you too, Bob. 1014, this is Bob Joseph. Yes, I have an accent. It's not really a Binghamton accent. Somebody told me, no, actually yours is more of an Endwell accent. And I said, do tell. We said, right there. That's all we need to hear. We know. We know that you grew up in Endwell and then Endicott. 1014, this is Bob Joseph on your side at News Radio, WNBF 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, and streaming at Joseph, live in living color on your radio at News Radio, WNBF and WNBF.com. And we are pleased to welcome to the program Sabrina Henriquez from the Tauka County Chamber. And we welcome you to WNBF. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you on the program. I I really appreciate your taking a couple of minutes to call in to let our listeners know about a special event that will take place later this month. It's the Economic Forecasting Forum that's presented by um, the Tioga Chamber and some other groups and sponsors. Tell us about the, the special event that will be taking place on February 23rd. Absolutely. Thank you so much for allowing us to come on, too. Um, The theme of the event is Which Sky is Not Falling? Um, And this is a partnership between our presenting sponsor is Tioga State Bank. It is also a partnership with um, Team Tioga as well as um, SUNY Broom. 
and the chamber. And so instead of doing like a Tioga Chamber event, we wanted to do a completely Tioga County event. Um, and so that's why we partnered up with so many different organizations. So we're really looking forward to the event. Like you said, it's February 23rd, um, starts at 3 o'clock, and we are actually going to hold it right here in Wego at the Quality, Inn, um, the Quality Inn Hotel. And I'm fascinated that the keynote speaker is someone many of our listeners are familiar with because he's uh, a Binghamton City Councilman, but he also knows uh, more than a few things about economics. So Giovanni Scaringi will be the keynote speaker. I do appreciate you p- pronouncing his name because I know I was going to totally butcher that up. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I actually speak Italian, so th- so that's hilarious. Um, yeah, he is absolutely dynamic. I mean, you know, the first conversation I had with him, it was just he just gave me so much information that I had no idea about. I mean, if you if you really understand what a recession is, you know that a recession is where, you know, people are baking bread and there's no one to buy it. People are looking for jobs and they can't find them. So there's just so much information out there, and I can't wait to hear um, his perspective and the data and all those things that support that. And also there will be a panel discussion uh, as part of the forum on the 23rd? Yes, absolutely. And I am so excited about our panel. I mean, we have a great lineup. Um, we have Roger Kuchek, who is actually going to be covering our real estate portion. We have economic development, Leanne Tenney, who's going to be talking about all the economic development, uh, what's going on, what's upcoming. Um, we also have the energy se- sector, which is I'm really, really excited about this because we have NetSeg. Uh, we have a representative from NetSeg. We also have Marabado, who is going to be talking about the oil and gas situation, too, on the panel. So we will have three representatives from uh, Marabado. We also have the, the New York Battery Project. You know, uh, Stacey Johnson is going to be also there um, under the energy sector. Um, in addition to that, we have um, the finance sector is going to be covered by Tioga State Bank. And then we've also included a DEI sector, um, you know, just diversity, inclusion, equality. You know, where, where are we on that as well? And so we have someone actually coming in from Ithaca. Um, she is the business leaders of colors is the name of her business. So we have an amazing, amazing lineup. So the Economic Forecasting Forum in Tioga County will be at 3 p.m. on February 23rd. If people would like to register or if they want more information, what can they do? Well, they can always visit our website. Um, Our website is www.tiogachamber.com is our website. Please go onto the website. You can also give me a call. Um, Call me at 607-687-2020. That's a nice number, 687-2020. Even I, 12 hours from now, will be able to remember that number. I hope so. And you can remember my name, too, Sabrina, like like the teenage witch on Bewitch. Remember my name. (laughs) We will. Sabrina Henriquez from the Tioga Chamber. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. 1022, Bob Joseph, live on WNBF. More calls coming up, 607-772-1290. It's Wednesday morning. This is WNBF.
1026 WNBF. Back to the phones we go. It's Matt and Binghamton. Good morning. Hey, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. I assume I turned it on when, when John was on from Binghamton, and I assume he was first. his first comments were about the unholy skit on uh, the Grammys. Was that what provoked it? Oh, I don't know, because I didn't... I didn't see the Grammys, but that's, oh, I suppose he, that's, I suppose, this? I suppose that's what he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my take on that whole thing was if you, that, that skit would have never existed if, if, if people weren't, uh, you know, claiming that um, any person that's, uh, you know, transgender or anything like that is a danger to everybody in the world and that there's satanic forces trying to take over your kids. So when you when you accuse the whole population of being like that, then they come up with a skit that makes fun of, uh, of you know, shows you, okay, here's what here's what you think we are. Well, here's we'll show you what it looks like. I, I I'm pretty sure if you talk to the people who put that skit together, the artists, that that's what what it was really about. Right. So was it in your opinion? Was it good? Oh, it was excellent. It was it was uh, well done, well choreographed. And it was a, a, a piece that displayed the um, the despair of the people who are transgender or, and this was the first artist that ever got an award, a transgender artist who got an award by the Grammys. But it was a way of expressing all the hate that they've endured, the stuff that Ron DeSantis pushes down in Florida. And then let's go on to last night, the, the continued hypocrisy and the kinds of things they push. Mike Lee was seen with this utter disbelief that, that Joe Biden brought up that the Republicans had talked about cutting Social Security and, and uh, Medicare. And basically, uh, go back, you can find the clip of Mike Lee when he was first running for office uh, saying uh, to a private audience that he didn't know he was being filmed, but we have to pull out Social Security and Medicare by the roots. We have to pull it out by the roots and kill it. So uh, basically, he's the guy that was incredulous, saying we've never said that, Not even though Tim Scott put it in, who was the head of the whole Senate re-election campaign for the Republicans, put out a publication saying that they were going after Social Security and Medicaid. So, and, and uh, oh, by the way, Mike Lee is the same Utah senator, senior Utah senator, that when he was running for office, uh, said, I will serve no more than two terms. Well, and just this last year, he broke that promise. So he ran for, he ran and was reelected for. His yeah, but he's still no George Santos. <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, none of us is. I mean, we, we can only aspire to his his greatness. And, and what I will say about John's depiction that we didn't want to talk about, if you watch, uh, I, you know, it, it seems kind of gross, and it is gross. But if you look at the second season of White Lotus, uh, there's a scene in there where uh, a young all right. I don't even. I'm sorry. It's, I don't even. Let's just talk about happy thoughts. You know, I, I I had a happy thought when I was walking on Court Street yesterday that spring is coming up in 40 days. So that's good news. So have you seen any robins yet? I'm not going to talk about what I'm just saying. If you watch that, you might say, oh, you know, it's it, in that context, uh, this guy maybe deserved what this guy did. Well, I'm just saying, please, you see what I'm doing here. Have you seen any Robins yet? Uh, I have seen, um, I have a friend Robin. I haven't seen her recently. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> All right, let's let's focus because it's almost lunchtime. <laughs> Please help me, help me. I'm not trying to be a prude here. I just I'm looking forward to lunch. I want to have an appetite. One more thing I'll say about tonight was Joe Biden showed everybody criticizes him for his age. He was unbelievably uh, powerful last night. He was unbelievably. He was excellent. He was I mean, not, let's not mince words. I mean, compared to the the previous guy, this guy was powerful. If you and then they ran a montage of of his speech, and then uh, what's her name from Arkansas that her, uh, Huckabee her counter speech. There was doom and gloom, and uh, it was, I mean, if you run those two things together and see that one party is standing for trying to get things done in a bipartisan way, and the other is like, the sky is falling. Cause well, she seemed, she seemed to be really down. Yeah, well. I mean, what? I, 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 I was thinking that I should call her after her speech to cheer her up, and then I thought, I don't know that I can help i i mean i just felt badly that she's living in such dire conditions if you don't stand and if you don't stand for anything you're going to get depressed and if you don't believe in anything and your whole party doesn't believe in anything except disruption and chaos and 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 you know when he pointed out oh the other thing is when biden pointed out that 25 percent and of the current deficit our whole deficit in the history of the united states that we've gathered now is because of Donald Trump's giving the biggest tax cut in the world to the richest people. And then when when Biden talks about making billionaires pay their fair share, nobody under uh, that earns under 400,000 will pay an extra penny of taxes. The Republicans sit on their hands. Yeah, that's sad. But as they say, it's all political. It's all political. It's not personal. Sarah Huckabee secretly admires Joe Biden. But not politically. Personally, she admires him, I'm sure, as do most Republicans. But they can't say so publicly because the next election is just around the corner. So if you're a Republican or any person who's not a member of the Democratic Party, of course you're not going to say things positive because we're now in campaign mode. This is February 8th, 2023. The November 2024 election is just around the corner, so nobody, except for Democrats, is likely to say something nice about Joe Biden. Now, I am not, nor have I ever been, a Democrat, but I will say some nice things about him because I think he did, I think they said it was the longest speech in terms of um, number of words for a State of the Union message in, in recent memory. So for those who are suggesting he's not capable of doing long speeches, he is. It's 1033 WNBF. It was on TV. Beverly from the town of Dickinson. Good morning. Good morning. I'll make you happy today. Oh, thank you. Every morning, every morning I get up, the first thing I know do is turn on the radio. And then I I go on, and then when it comes 9, 10, um, I, I'm sitting at the table, and I'm eating my breakfast and listening to you. Thank you. Yep. You're, you're my, you're my, enjoy, the show is my enjoyment for the day. And after that, I don't like soap operas anymore. I used to sit and watch them, 
I couldn't wait to watch them, but you know what? It don't make me happy. Well, a lot of the storylines are the same things over and over and over. Oh, I know. I get sick and tired of it. Now, I'm enjoying at nighttime um, shows in, in that neighborhood that are on Monday night. Oh, on CBS. CBS TV, yeah. yes. Yeah, I'm getting so but That ghost show, I'm, I'm not too keen about that. I'll buy if nothing else is on, I'll watch it, but it's supposed to be hilarious, but well, I don't know. Uh, sometimes, sometimes what they think is hilarious is not exactly that funny. That's that's one of the things I've noticed on TV sometimes. Yeah, but I like to watch uh, uh, Sheldon and the uh, and the neighborhood. That's pretty good, and. Uh, we used to watch The Curse of Oak Island, but we don't watch that no more. It's the same old thing. All right. What about 60 Minutes? 60 Minutes. Wouldn't it be great? I like 60 Minutes. Yeah, I with like the news, they, they uh, should take their news van. Somebody told me that it, they thought it would be great if 60 Minutes would drive up here, because it's not that far from their uh, 60, 60 Minutes news headquarters and somebody said they should drive their cbs 60 minutes van up here to broome county to do a story so well, I, they should yeah somebody I said don't. somebody said that if they came to broome county 60 minutes could find at least three great stories and cobble together at least one of those stories for uh, the may sweeps that's when everybody watches tv so i hope on the right. first sunday in may one of their features is um, about something that's happening right here in broome county wouldn't that be great yeah i'm stuck on sunday i was invited out but i'd rather watch the super bowl all right well i w i i'll probably watch that myself i'm definitely it's, it's early this year it's an early time. They said it was at 1 o'clock? No, it's not. I think it's at 6.30. Oh, 6.30. Yeah. It might be the, the interviewer. That's stuff. what they do. They try They try to trick people. The, the network that runs the Super Bowl, trademark, but I'm using that to illustrate a point because that's the official name of the game, but I believe the network that runs the so-called big game I believe that they want people to watch for several hours before the contest even begins. Yeah, that's good. You know, did, did you ever think of that? That they that I think it's on Fox this year. I think the people on Fox want people to turn their TV on Sunday morning at six and then keep it on until midnight. I think they want it. They want people to be watching their channel for eighteen hours. Yeah. And which, by the way, but which, by the way, if I was running the game, that's what I would do with my channel. In fact, I, I wouldn't even announce exactly what time the game was on. I would just say, sometime today, the game will be on. But I would never announce what time it'll start, and that way people would have to tune in starting at 3 in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, that would be mean, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd well, be an interesting... That would be an interesting... Tactic. I don't think it would go over well with some people, but then again, you know, it, in the end, it's about trying to get as many people to watch your channel for as long as possible. I mean, that's the name of the game. 
Uh, did you know that 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 person that 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 plays Sheldon? You know, he's almost fifty years old. No. That's what Sheldon is almost fifty years old. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. That's what they said. I said, I don't believe that. Well, then how do they make him look so young? I don't know. But they said, they said, they, they said, um, I looked at it on the Internet, and they said he's almost 15, 50 years old. I can't believe that. I can't believe it either, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, with the liberal media these days, the liberal media. He's a good, he's a, a good actor, though. Well, obviously, he's one of the best, but um, I mean, I don't know. I, it's I thought I thought he was a, a kid, kid about fourteen years old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, I just looked it up. You're right. He's he's going to be fifty. He's going to be fifty next month. Oh, my God. <laughs> how did they make him so young? I don't know. Must be special lenses. I don't know, but I, 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 I laughed. I laughed so hard that I, I got a stomachache. I laughed so hard. <laughs> All right. I believe it. Well, you know. I, I, I just wanted to let you know, you're, I made you happy today. Oh, thank so I'm you. I'm happy to take them. Thank you so okay, much. We'll talk, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. 1039. This is Bob Joseph. Happy Radio. WNBF. We're here to make you happy. That's the goal. 607-772-1290. WNBF. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. You're caller number three. There's uh, two dollars ninety three cents in the cash call jackpot. Can you hear me? Nope. Sorry. Well, don't have a winner this hour. It's ten forty. Our number is six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. Bob Joseph on News Radio WNBF ninety two one FM twelve ninety AM and streaming at WNBF dot com. When I first. Nobody does it better. Nobody. Nobody ever has done it better. That is what they say. (laughs) And you know, when they say it, they wouldn't lie. Make no mistake about it. As we made clear last week, if China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country, and we did. Vinny and Binghamton, good morning. Yes, good morning, Bob. I wanted to talk about uh, Joe Biden's speech last night. Um, I, I thought it was good. Uh, he, he really showed, being the AG, he really showed some positive. Um, I think he um, uh, showed a lot of spunk. He, uh, I, one thing I do wish he did is not, not to be a critic, but just look. When he talked about bipartisanship and the Republicans coming over and them voting all together and getting things done, I wish he would have called them out. I'd like to thank so-and-so from the great state of Texas for voting, uh, the great state of, of South Carolina. What, why? I wish he had done that because that's going to that's going to because I think it would pull it would show. Thank you, guys. I'm going to congratulate you. I'm going to thank you in front of the whole country. 
to let the whole country know that we're doing this. But I, I'm telling you, I you know, we talk about tsunamis. Republican Party, I'm telling you, it <laughs> it's coming. I can see it. Trump is not going to give up a thing. He's not going to give up his kingdom. And that governor down there in Florida, he's trying to build his kingdom. And you're going to see two men fight. This is going to be something, Bob. I know they wanted the news wants to do all that. Well, of course. Of but it, it, but the thing is, whoever prevails, I think it's a given Republicans might win Florida. But Florida's electoral votes, even if Florida had 100 electoral votes, which it won't, Florida doesn't have enough electoral votes to give the Republicans a victory next year. So whether, no, but- regardless of who the nominee is, if it's a guy from Florida, yeah, maybe the guy from Florida will win his home state, but that doesn't mean anything in the grand, the grand scheme of things. Ultimately, you still need more, more electoral votes than the other candidate. We saw what happened in 2020. Sorry. But that's not, you know? but, but Bob, Bob, what I'm saying is, yeah, it does matter. Because if Donald Trump does not win, he's going to split off and he's going to start pulling things around. He's going to start pulling votes away. He might do a wrong. Well, you think he'll be a third party candidate, Vinny? Bob, he, Bob, he is not going to go down swinging. I mean, this guy's got to go down swinging. He has shown this before. Um, the governor of Florida is just like Walker was out there in the Midwest a long time ago. Oh, he really put them Democrats in. And, and Trump came along and blew him away. If you think this, he's going to give up his kingdom, he's not going to. I'm telling you, I can see it now. He's just slowly, you can see, he's just waiting. He's just waiting for this guy to say, I'm going. Oh, man, it's going to be something. It is going to be something. Trump's like, really? You think you can run this kingdom now? It ain't happening. I'm coming after you, buddy. And it will. All right. Well, I'll I'll be here to cover it as I see it. I'll probably have an opinion along the way, I'm afraid. 607-772-1290, if you have an opinion along the way, by all means, feel free to share it right here at News Radio WNBF and WNBF.com. Subaru on Old Vestal Road in Vestal, we've been working hard to increase our selection of new Subaru vehicles. And we're happy to announce that a growing selection of Subarus are now in stock, with more on the way and arriving daily, including the new 8-passenger Ascent, the high-tech and versatile Forester, the rugged Outback built for the road ahead, and the Crosstrek with advanced safety features and ready for adventure. All Subarus are IIHS top safety picks and come with free Matthews Rewards Plus. And at Matthews Subaru, our low one price means you never have to haggle. And we never sell over MSRP. Ever. Visit Matthews Subaru today. Old Vestal Road behind Lowe's or online at MatthewsSubaru.com. Fifty-two, Bob Joseph live on WNBF, the real radio for the real people. 
607-772-1290 is the number. Call in, share a thought. Gas, gas, gas. Four dollars a gallon, and uh, probably five dollars a gallon again before you know it. Well, as we alluded to, there was a response to what Joe Biden had to say, and Joe Biden was taken to task by Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders. The dividing line in America is no longer between right or left. The choice is between normal or crazy. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders delivered the Republican response after President Biden's State of the Union message. And she says, obviously, she says, things have been hijacked by the radical left. Most Americans simply want to live their lives in freedom and peace. But we are under attack in a left-wing culture war we didn't start and never wanted to fight. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the governor of Arkansas, also suggests that the president is incapable of doing the job. President Biden is unwilling to defend our border, defend our skies, and defend our people. He is simply unfit to serve as commander-in-chief. She did not, however, and this is important, Republicans, especially members of the House, Sarah Huckabee Sanders last night did not call for the impeachment of President Biden. So for those who were considering going the impeachment route, not so fast, not so fast. Governor Sanders is not supporting that, at least not at this time. However, it's important to note, fortunately, the Arkansas governor does does back coming up with policies that help families, including families here in Binghamton and Johnson City and Endicott and Vestal and Owego. She supports steps that will make things better for American families. Republicans believe in an America where strong families thrive in safe communities, where jobs are abundant and paychecks are rising, where the freedom our veterans shed their blood to defend is the birthright of every man, woman, and child. And that is Arkansas Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders Of course, some people have taken the opportunity to criticize Mr. Biden. Some said that maybe he's just too old. You heard what Sarah Huckabee Sanders thinks about his ability to actually carry out his important responsibilities at this critical time. And that truly is a concern for many Americans, is... Joe Biden, is he really up to the task? 
of doing everything that needs to be done to keep America safe. I think that age is more than a chronological fact, to be very frank with you. It's about um, thinking about uh, whether we have in our leader, which we do in Joe Biden, somebody who was bold. Did you hear that? Now, that was from Kamala Harris this morning on the ABC Breakfast Show. Good morning, America. And she said she wanted to be very frank with us, that she believes age is more than a chronological fact. She said it's about thinking about whether we have in our leader someone who's bold. So it's her perspective that President Biden is bold. Of course, people still haven't forgotten the Chinese spy balloon. That was all the rage last week in the media. Spy balloon this, spy balloon that. They're spying on our secret speedy recipes and on our defense sites. And the Chinese, before you know it, will know everything they need to know about America. And still, people are very disappointed that President Biden didn't act more forcefully and more quickly in taking care of the Chinese spy balloon problem. We have been very clear uh, with directly with the Chinese leaders and with our own um, allies and partners around the world. We invite competition with China, but we do not seek conflict. We do not seek confrontation. Again, that was the vice president. So obviously Kamala Harris has a somewhat different take on things compared to Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But still, it's interesting to note that they both love America, as we all do. One of the other things Kamala Harris said during her chat with the Good Morning America people, at least the anchors who are left there after they cleaned house, she says that um, the goal really is to help people like you, the working people in the USA today. And that ultimately, I think that's true, whether you're Democrat, Republican, independent, I think ultimately the goal for each of us is really to do things to make it better for those who go to a job every day, some people even working more than one job, to make ends meet, trying to strive for a better life in the greatest country ever. I think most working people in America, whatever party they're registered with, would say that's the kind of... um, perspective I want from my leaders. And it's not crazy. In fact, it's long overdue. Who could disagree? Who could disagree with what Kamala Harris actually said? She said, most working people in America, whatever party they are registered with, would say that's the kind of perspective I want from my leaders. It's not crazy. In fact, it's long overdue. So, That's an area of agreement. That's a starting point where Democrats and Republicans can work together to help all of the people in the country. And if that's the attitude that they're going to have in Washington, that means some great things can be accomplished over the next few months. I'm Bob Joseph. We'll be taking more calls on this Wednesday morning right here on WNBF Binghamton. It's 11 o'clock. Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF.
Good morning on this Wednesday, February 8th. You're listening to WMBF. Broome County's most unusual and ambitious upcoming relocation project will involve transporting the historic Erie Lackawanna train station across the Vestal Parkway. The old depot has served as the Vestal Museum for more than four decades. The building started life as a railroad station in 1881. According to the museum's website, the train station was used for rail service between New York City and Buffalo until 1959. The building was moved from its original site east of Main Street to its current location near the Vestal Library just over 50 years ago on December 19, 1972. In recent years, the town has been developing plans to relocate the building to a spot near where it had been in the first place. Museum Director Sharice Rosales said the efforts are continuing to coordinate the planned move with the State Historic Preservation Office. The upcoming move will take a different route from the one used a half century ago when the building was hauled on a trailer down the Vestal Parkway. The plan is to hoist the structure above the power lines with a crane and then cross the parkway to move it west along the rail trail. The state has awarded $360,000 for the relocation project, but that amount will only cover part of the cost of the move. Rosales said efforts are continuing to raise more money for the project. She noted things have gotten more expensive in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. She said the latest estimate indicates the relocation could cost about $2 million. The museum's new location will be about 100 yards from the old coal house near the Vestal Rail Trail. It's still not known when the move will occur. Rosales says it's possible it could happen this year, but she's not certain it will happen. A Broome County resident who vanished in the middle of his weapon possession trial will be heading to state prison. Prosecutors said 40-year-old Kennard Wellington of Endwell has been convicted in a jury trial last October of criminal possession of a weapon, resisting arrest, and obstructing governmental administration. The jury deliberated for less than an hour. Wellington has been sentenced to eight years in prison and five years post-release supervision. Wellington was arrested by Johnson City Police in October 2021. Authorities had said that he had driven a car on Main Street in the village with a suspended license when he was pulled over. Prosecutors said Wellington refused to cooperate with police and was forcibly removed from the vehicle. They say he had a loaded 40 caliber handgun in his waistband. The weapon had been reported stolen in South Carolina. According to the district attorney's office, Wellington left his trial during a break and never returned. He was taken into custody several days later by Binghamton Police and the United States Marshal Fugitive Task Force. Prosecutors said Wellington has a previous Broome County felony conviction for sale of narcotics in 2007. On February 6th, the New York State Police out of Auburn responded to an address on Popple Road in the town of Victory for the report of an assault. The investigation revealed that Christopher Lamfram Boyce, age 39, of Weedsport, New York, had attacked a Popple Road resident with an edged weapon multiple times, causing serious physical injury. Lamfram Boyce was arrested shortly after the incident pursuant to a vehicle and traffic stop on Egypt Road in the town of Conquest. He was charged with attempted murder in the second degree and assault in the second degree. An off-duty New York City police officer who was shot in the head during a botched robbery has died. While officials say the suspected shooter is now charged with murder, Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said Officer Adid Fayaz died Tuesday, three days after being shot in Brooklyn. He was 26 years old. Police had announced earlier Tuesday that they arrested 38-year-old Randy Jones at a suburban motel Monday. It's not clear if Jones has a lawyer who could respond to the allegations. Police say Jones lured Fayaz and his brother-in-law to Brooklyn on Saturday on the pretext of selling them a car posted on Facebook Marketplace. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried will be in a New York courtroom Thursday for a bail-related hearing, despite his lawyers' claims that they've settled their differences with prosecutors. 
Manhattan federal judge Lewis Kaplan says he wants to know more about Bankman-Fried's efforts to contact a likely trial witness against him. The judge said in a ruling last week that the note Bankman-Fried sent to the general counsel for FTX US seemed designed so they would sing from the same hymn book. Bankman-Fried has lived with his parents in Palo Alto, California after pleading not guilty to criminal charges. An October trial is planned. President Joe Biden has exhorted Republicans in his State of the Union address to work with him to finish the job of rebuilding the economy and uniting the nation. He used his address Tuesday night to reassure a country beset by pessimism and fraught political divisions. He offered a positive assessment of the nation's condition rather than rolling out flashy policy proposals. He declared that America is unbowed, unbroken in the face of the pandemic and economic threats. It was Biden's first speech to Congress since Republicans took control of the House in the midterm elections. Democrats have won control of the Pennsylvania House by sweeping three special elections, gaining new power in an important swing state. Democrats won the vacant Pittsburgh area House seats up for election Tuesday to claim a slim majority over Republicans. The victories bring an end to a dozen years of Republican power in the chamber, though the GOP still controls the Senate. The partisan divide could make it difficult for lawmakers to send priorities to new Democratic Governor Josh Shapiro. Democrats appear to have won the House last November, but one Democrat died of cancer and two others resigned for higher offices, leaving control of the chamber uncertain. And documents released Tuesday provide a scathing account of what authorities are calling the blatantly unprofessional conduct of five officers involved in the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols during a traffic stop last month, including new revelations about how one officer took and shared pictures of the bloodied victim. The officer, Demetrius Haley, stood over Nichols as he lay critically injured from a police beating and took photographs, which he sent to other officers and a female acquaintance, according to documents released by the Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission. Haley's lawyers declined to comment, and lawyers for the other four officers either declined to comment or could not be reached. National Weather Service forecast for downtown Binghamton. Today, cloudy, then gradually becoming mostly sunny with a high near 42. Tonight, increasing clouds with a low near 30. Tomorrow, rain, mainly after 9 a.m., a high near 45 degrees, wind gusts as high as 28 miles per hour, chance of rain 80%. Tomorrow night, chance of rain before 7 p.m., then a chance of showers, mainly between 7 p.m. and 1 a.m., mostly cloudy with a low near 40 degrees, 40% chance of rain. And Friday, mostly cloudy with a high near 46. Friday night, slight chance of rain showers before 9 p.m., then a slight chance of rain and snow showers between 9 p.m. and 10 p.m., then a slight chance of snow showers after 10 p.m., Mostly cloudy with a low near 28 degrees, chance of rain 20%. You're listening to WMBF, where news breaks first, News Radio 1290, WMBF, WMBF.com, and 92.1. News Radio 1290, WMBF. Bob Joseph live on a Wednesday morning. If you'd like to join the fun call 607-772-1290 to talk on WNBF
And we welcome you to another big hour of the big program, big radio for the Twin Tears on a Wednesday. So apparently they'll be opening up the cannabis shop very soon. So, of course, <laughs> downtown Binghamton will be all abuzz, I'm sure. People have been looking forward to it for, I, I guess, probably for centuries. So for those of you who have been waiting to get weed, your long, long nightmare is about to end because they say that weed is going to be sold soon in downtown Binghamton. That is what they say. Facts. It's so important that they announced this at City Hall. A special announcement came from City Hall with the announcement that Binghamton's first legal cannabis dispensary has secured local approval, clearing the way for the shop to open downtown. Binghamton Planning Commission has voted unanimously to approve the licensed weed shop in downtown Binghamton. I'm not going to mention the exact location because I don't want to have to deal with the traffic headaches myself. Obviously, if you want to go buy cannabis at the new cannabis store, you'll know where it is. But please, not everybody all at once. I know there's pent-up demand. People for decades or longer, they've been saying, just please legalize. Sell me some legal cannabis. And now uh, the approval has happened. The uh, official license has been granted. They say this is the third official license in New York State. And it says here it's the first located outside New York City. So we'll probably have satellite trucks, probably have Don Lemon, and um, Janine Puro, everybody will be lining up outside the, the new world of weed. The world of weed at the Oakdale Mall. I'm kidding. They're not going to have a world of weed. Wouldn't that be funny? If instead of it was world of sport, it turned out that it's actually going to be world of weed? Now, the biggest legal cannabis store in the history of the planet, World of Weed. Don't worry, it's not going to happen. 11.15 WNBF, let's go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Joe of Greater Ithaca would like to speak about daylight. Please. Next time... This year, uh, this day, we will have another hour of daylight. I've granted that. Thank you. In the afternoon. You see where the Senate has voted in uh, having daylight time all year. All we need to do is get the House to go along with it, and we're going to be all set. It's kind of like already been staged. And then it also has to get the signature of... Vice President Harris. The uh, 
I don't. I don't. I don't see anything wrong with it. Is there any anything on the downside for that? Sure. Sure. Might that be? There, there's that a lot, be? but the program ends at noon. I, I I don't have enough time. There's only 46 minutes left in the program, so I can't begin to address the downside. I guess. I guess the ultimate solution, and nobody talks about this, I believe, except for me, is that the world, and I mean the world, all 8 billion people, just start using coordinated universal time, just use the time. So time zones will become a thing of the past. There's no, in my estimation, in 2023, there's no need for 24 time zones on the planet. Let's just say... Starting, how about now? That the time, regardless of where you are, you could be in Binghamton, New York, or Birmingham, England. The time is the time. So let's all let's all go to the coordinated universal time, and then there's never again, never again, any question about the time. There is a country that does that. I can't remember which one, but uh, they would have had. They actually sort of have time zones. And but the official thing is one time zone for the whole country, but everybody kind of divvies it up anyway and does their own thing. So, so you, I just had to look this up because I'm not I'm not that bright. Actually, I thought I knew what time it is. Coordinated universal time right now is sixteen sixteen. That's four sixteen p.m. But let's just call it sixteen sixteen, and that way, whether you're in Greater Ithaca or Greater Binghamton. Or greater any place on the planet or in the universe, you always know. And and we don't need to change clocks. We don't need any of this wackiness. Just adjust. If if you want to get up, say if every day you could coordinate your your time that you get up every day. Just find out what time the uh, sunrise is in your community and say, okay, that's what time I'll get up every day. So all you have to do is figure out what time you want you want to get up and when you're supposed to go to work, and that would be some who knows what number, okay? But if you're going to do that, okay, the, the part of the awkwardness of, uh, of time is we have 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in the minute. And, uh, you know, like even the military, they stay like 1,200 or, or 600 hours, you know, and that makes no sense because it, it goes by 60s. Now, I think what you're going to do, though, uh, I think you are going to have some that, that you're still going to have to do calculations. And if you're going to do calculations. But the question is why? If we if we all said starting now, boop, what kind of calculation? I've, they even have on a website, I just punched this up, so anybody in the world can go to this website, and it's got a huge display, UTC, says Wednesday, February 8th, 2023, 1618, 51 seconds. There's no calculation. Well, we, we, we have solved once and for all, we've solved the age-old problem of time zones by trashing them. Okay, that's, that'll work fine, okay? But what I'm doing is I'm going to extend it a little more, saying that what we'll do is because if you have... If you're going to be somewhere at 1618 and you want to be there for an hour and 22 minutes, you know, that calculation becomes a little cumbersome. No, that so that if, means you would be there until 1722. I mean, it's not that cumbersome. Well, when you add, when you add something like uh, 
say, 48 minutes past the hour plus another 48 minutes after the hour, you, you can't just add it and carry it over to the next column. You see what I'm saying? Because it's 60s. It goes by 60s, the minutes. Because you're not changing that under your proposal. Yeah, I know. I, I Again, I just say trash time zones. So right, time, right. Okay. okay and I'll, just go I'll to go UTC. Right. I'll go along with that. But I think what we need to do in addition to that is to go to metric time. So no, no, having... no, no, no. We can't even use metric for our, our gasoline. So now that's too big a stretch for the United States well, of America. How simple it, how simple it I know it would be simple, but that's that's like telling Americans that starting in a year, you're going to have to buy gasoline in units of liters instead of gallons. Americans won't stand for it. You know, it's strange. Well, it's strange in America that when the soda industry switched over to from 64-ounce bottles to 2-liter bottles, the transition was almost seamless. But for some reason, that's as far as we got. Well, people think they're getting like a gallon of wine, okay, and they're really getting like 3 liters. So they think they, they paid for a gallon and they're really getting 3 liters, you know. So they're actually getting stiffed on a lot of these things. But, and that, uh, therefore, there's another reason U.S. business could probably make extra revenue. Just switch everything over to to metric starting tomorrow. Gasoline sales, everything. If you want um, a coffee at some place, they'll give you a 100 liter coffee, or <laughs> not a one. That's what I need: a hundred liter coffee, one hundred milliliters, or four hundred fifty-four milliliters. That's the size of a soda can. It's not, we're not asking for geniuses because we know in America we have very few geniuses left. We're just asking for people. Hey, get the the future of soda, for example. Instead of a twelve ounce can, four hundred fifty-four milliliters, it'll now be available. In a 500-milliliter can. It's not that tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let me extend it on time. See, we actually use the metric time because once you get down to less than a second, you've got milliseconds, microseconds, you know, that sort of thing. So you're really kind of a, a screwy kind of situation. And even in measurements and things like that, you go thousandths of an inch you know, when you really get down to it. So you really are metric. Yeah, I, all I say yeah. is go go to the metric system starting at noon today, and then also starting at noon today, Eastern so, Daylight, Eastern Standard Time, go over to UTC. Problem solved. Hi, WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. Oops. Uh, so, yeah, if you have uh, a thought about my brilliant concept of switching over to universal coordinated time in about 38 minutes, let me know. I still don't see how having the world, the entire planet, using the same time all the time, I don't see how that could confuse anybody. And then you adjust your schedule accordingly. Make the changes. If you're supposed to be at work today, 9 to 5, well, then make the changes for tomorrow. Well, I don't think we could get it. Yeah, you could get it. It would take you exactly one day to get used to it. 1123 WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Martin calling from Binghamton. 
Morning. Morning. Uh, yeah, speaking of the South and the accents, stuff. I was in Florida a few years back and uh, West Palm Beach, and I borrowed a family car. <clears throat> I was driving, and I stopped in a tourist information trailer in Jupiter, Florida. <clears throat> I was talking with the attendant there and getting some brochures, and uh, I said, uh, she said, where are you from? I said, I'm Binghamton, New York, up, upstate New York. And a woman from the other side of the trailer came over, and she says, you're from Binghamton? She said, yeah. And she says, you look like you're from Binghamton. <laughs> oh, my God. What, what do we look like? <laughs> you, you know? Was that supposed to be a compliment? Yeah, I, I don't know. She says, well, whereabouts you from? Whereabouts you from? I said, uh, I'm from the multicultural ward, but I'm 100% Irish. Um, but... Um, Anyway, that was just off the wall that it's like, here I am. I mean, I'm thinking I'm in Jupiter. What is what is this, a uh, Star Wars trailer here or something? Um, you know, but it's like it must be the Rod Serling effect or something. That's all I can think of. I mean, it's like, I don't know that I looked at Ruddy or something. I mean, because it was in the winter, you know, and, and had been up here for a while. But um that was just kind of off the wall and, and just looking at me. She said, you look like you're from Binghamton. Because I was talking about, I was, you know, she was talking, trying to sell her house. She, she was over by uh, the rock park area. Um, but, you know, anyway, um, about last night, um, you know, uh, Huckabee there was talking about, well, she's the first woman governor and the youngest. Well, we in New York also have the first woman governor here and um that's an accomplishment for us up here but um you know about the oh, and by the way not not just that but also the best yes yes she's um you know she how many times did she say the word crazy at least four or five times it it, it has to be it has to have rubbed off it has to have been transferred from the cats, um, you know, um, Marjorie Taylor Greene in the back, yeah, screaming all the time. And um, and even before, I don't know if you saw the clip where Mitt Romney um, was talking to Santos. It certainly looked like he reprimanded him a couple of times. They kept they played it back a couple of times. And Romney certainly didn't look happy. You know, he. Well, who would? I mean, and again, nothing against George Santos, but would would you be happy? Would I be happy? Say, if the the people who run this place hired George Santos, do you think I would be happy if George Santos now was on the WNBF team? No, not at all. Well, and, and that's the thing. So that no, so it's no wonder that Mitt Romney, a man of integrity, would would be disappointed. And again. Nobody wants anything bad to happen to George Santos. But the thing is, if you wind up, look, Mitt Romney comes from a family that has served this country for decades. So he understands public service. And he stands for something. And because he, he stands for integrity and the American way, that's why he probably doesn't feel happy that George Santos is now 
a member of Congress. has nothing against whether George Santos is a good guy. I think we could all agree he's a great guy. He's just not he's, – he just doesn't have what it takes to be a member of Congress. Yeah, and, you know, Romney's good, and Romney also handicapped uh, the world problem, our biggest threat, too, um, 10 years ago. 11 years ago when he said, you know, Russia was our biggest threat and everybody laughed at him, you know. But he knew. He, right he, he gave us the warning. And and, you know? and we Americans, we disregarded his warning. And look what happened. Well, yes. And, you know, but I don't know if you heard or, or caught this, that there was a, a bus of people from Long Island. Yeah, they traveled down from Long Island down to down to the Capitol to uh, encourage George Santos either to resign or for somebody to get him out of the House because they don't want him to represent them in Congress. Yes, and who, who the hell would? They were, and honestly, saw a couple of outtakes of people talking that, you know, they were not happy that both sides, they had interviewed a Republican and a Democrat. So it was both parties uh, were on that bus and they are certainly weren't happy and you you can see that mccarthy has got his hands full there's there's no way he's going to herd these cats i mean this was an introduction and you know marjorie taylor green in the back they're just screaming several times (laughs) i don't know if it was an embarrassment i thought it was kind of entertaining i mean i don't support that sort of behavior but you have to admit it's kind of entertaining in its own twisted way. Appreciate your call. Okay, thank you. Eleven twenty nine. Yeah, it, you know, hey, Marjorie will be Marjorie, and I think that's one of the things that makes her so special. Six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. No, I'm not going to criticize her. I'm just saying that's not the type of thing I would do if I was a member of Congress. I would never, ever behave that way. All right, still time for you to call if you have thoughts to share. 607-772-1290. The frequencies, 92.1 FM and 12.90 AM. And, of course, the app. It's free, and it's called the WNBF app. Sixteen thirty-two, Universal Coordinated Time at News Radio WNBF, serving the world with a time that's always easy to understand wherever you are. <laughs> I know nobody nobody will support the idea, but it's still a great idea, even if it is lacking in support. Universal Coordinated Time. Good morning. It's 16.33. I know. Nobody nobody likes it. Um, someone who declined to sign her name wrote an email. It says she wrote, Time Zones. Bob, we have time zones so the sun doesn't come up at midnight for some people and 5 a.m. for others. Blame the sun for the use of time zones. Yeah, as I wrote back, 
to whoever she is, I said, I understand why there are time zones. Everyone can sleep at the time they believe to be appropriate. So, again, you just add five hours. So, say, if I usually (laughs) go to sleep at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then tonight, as we switch over to universal coordinated time, I'll go to sleep at 0300. Problem solved. Yes, you have to change, probably just have to change a setting in your phone so you you have universal coordinated time on your phone and then you set your alarm for when you want to wake up. So if you want to wake up tomorrow morning at 6 Eastern Standard Time, set your alarm for 1100 Universal Coordinated Time. And then we don't have to ever, ever change our time. Ever. Again. Oh, except when they add one of those leap seconds, which happens every so often, because... The earth can't control itself. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Selena from Binghamton. Hey there. Hi. I love your show. I consider you a part of my family. You know what I think should happen? Come Sunday, March 12th, Sunday morning at 2 when the clocks go to 3, it should stay there. Never change the clocks again. Keep it on Eastern Daylight Time. And all time zones remain. Okay, well, I could go for that, too. I like my idea best, but if if nobody will adopt my idea, which apparently I'm the only person on the planet who likes my idea, <laughs> which, hey, it's not the first I time. Good, I think it's a good idea, too, but we need time zones for farm equipment and all that so we know when to grow and when not to. It doesn't matter if it's dark or not. People are going to use energies and lights no matter what Right, but just adjust and change your schedule. Change your schedule. So that way, way, so starting tomorrow, this program will air at... now, now it's taking me too much time to figure out between four. <laughs> right, right be, now, no, a universal on. coordinated time. It's easy. The program will always be on from fourteen hundred to seventeen hundred hours UTC. It's eleven thirty-six hours right now. Yeah, it's eleven thirty-six Eastern Standard Time, yeah, yeah, but it's sixteen thirty-six real time. Yeah, universal time. Yeah. yeah. So it's let's a, let's all switch to universal time. Switch to universal time, and I'll tell you by tomorrow. You'll love it. Yeah, and then at midnight, it'll be sunny and 70 degrees. (laughs) That'll be great. That'll be great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your time this time. Until next time, this is Bob Joseph on your side, coming up with the best ideas that nobody supports. (laughs) Well, it's certainly not the first time, nor will it be the last time. Good morning, WNBF. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Appalachian, Dave. What's up, Dave? The time change? I don't know why nobody has ever mentioned this or thought of it. Change the time a half an hour and leave it. Don't make it a whole hour, just a half an hour. That would satisfy everybody. Except me, because I want <laughs> universal coordinated time, and I am not going to change my mind. Again, 
I it doesn't make any difference. I could live to be a hundred. I could live to wait a hundred Celsius or two hundred twelve Fahrenheit, and still my idea for universal coordinated time. I agree, will never catch on, but still. That's that's my preference, even if I'm the only guy on the planet. Yes, I am a lonely voice on planet Earth. Half an hour. All right. I'll put you down Thanks. for half an hour. Thank you, Dave. All right. Dave wants half an hour time change. Okay. Put that down. Selena just wants us to, next month, when we switch over to daylight time, just switch and keep it that way forever, which that's a good idea, in my opinion. At least then, I basically, here's the truth. When it comes to the time, I don't care. I don't care what time we call it. Just pick a time, any time. If you want to call it 1638 hours or 826 or whatever, just pick a time. And keep it that way. Never change the time again. Pick one time and stick with it. So, yes, I have my preference for universal coordinated time, which I think would simplify things for people on this place we call Earth. Because that way, no matter where you are, whether it's in the United States or Canada... Or France, where they make freedom fries. The, the thing is, then everybody would know what time it is, and yeah. And would the um, train still run on time? Of course not. Sixteen thirty-nine Universal Coordinated Time at World Radio WNBF. Did you know? Bob Joseph on your radio. This is News Radio, WNBF, WNBF WNBF.com. On the air at 92.1 FM and 1290 AM. We're always pleased to have you tuned in and always encouraging you to participate if you wish. Let's take a look at email, see what the viewers have to say. Those who have email, here's one that's obviously a scam, so I'll skip that. Here's one called Lies. Lies. Uh, From Gene. Hi, Bob. George Santos picked up how to get elected by watching Joe Biden. He's lied about his credentials and experiences his whole life. I don't know why everyone holds George Santos to account when the current president has not been held accountable for his lies. Enjoy the sunshine. Sign Gene. Thank you, Gene, for your opinion. Um, here's one. <laughs> this is a PR professional. Let me know if you'd like to have uh, so-and-so or so-and-so on the show. They can talk about last night's State of the Union or CPAC. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. No, Brian. You don't understand the premise of the show. I don't want your friends to call the show to talk about the State of the Union or CPAC. 
Brian, who doesn't know me, and I've never heard of him, but thanks. That's why we love the block feature. It's 1144 Eastern Standard Time on WNBF. That's 1644 World Time. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yes, hi, Bob. This is Vinny from Binghamton again. Um, I, I had to call back because I was listening to Martin say a couple of things. But I want to make a prediction right now. Um, I really believe Joe Biden is going to run for another term. But and why? The, why should he? Because, you know, I'll tell you why. I said because I've noticed. I, know, I didn't even think about this. You know, they moved. Um, it, it, instead of Iowa being the first one, it's going to be South Carolina. And that's where this all started. He was left for dead. He was up there in New Hampshire talking. There's like six people in the room. This guy was left for dead. And then when that South Carolina primary came up, that voting thing, and um, who was it? it was James Clyburn said Joe Biden's the one. And man, the people came out, and he just took off like lightning, never to be caught again. And I believe that's what they're going to do. I truly believe this guy is going to run again. Now, I know but, it's a long but again, the question is why? Why put himself through it? Why put us through it? Well, I, I think, Bob, it's more than, see, we're not voting for the ninth grade president, okay, and senior. This is big stuff. And a lot of times, like I said before, the president of the United States, that's a part-time job. you got to do what you can do in four years or eight years if you're lucky. And there's a lot of things that this country needs getting done. And that's what the theme has been since the Democrats have been in there. Get things done. Forget all these 9,000. I mean, how can the Republican Party put up an investigation when you got George Santos down there? You got Mitt Romney going after him when they were voting to put Kevin McCarthy, who were up there looking like some prison warden, all stiff faced. He barely got in there. He can be voted out anytime. You got this congressman going after Matt Getz. In the, in, in the Republican, he wants to just snap in in half. Remember, they had to hold him back? And then Sarah Huckabee wants to get on and talk about crazy. I think it's I think it's great fun to watch. I'm not saying it's any way to run a railroad, but it, it sure is entertaining. And I think that's one reason C-SPAN's ratings are higher than ever at this point, because you just don't know what's next. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? You know that. Oh, hi, Joan. What's up? Oh, well, you asking why Joe has to ri- uh, run again. Well, he has to run again because he's got a pardon hunter. Yeah, but Kamala could just as well do that. Or, you know who actually should run is uh, the guy the guy from Binghamton, the Democratic leader of, of Congress, Hakeem Jeffries, ought to be the Democratic nominee, and he could make an agreement with Joe Biden that when he becomes president on January 20th, 2025, that he will, the first thing he'll do is uh, issue a pardon for Hunter Biden. Uh, I guess they could make some kind of agreement. Somebody Why not? And, Stra- and you know, stranger, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I guess the Hunter investigations start today, from what I heard. Yeah, I wonder if he'll get impeached. <laughs> Hunter? Yeah. Oh, that's right. He, he's Hunter Biden is just a private citizen. No, that's great that they're going to investigate him. I, gee, I hope they use a lot of my tax money to investigate Hunter Biden and his laptop well, too. Your tax money to investigate everybody who was associated with Trump. So I guess you know, 
He didn't complain about that. Yes, I do. I don't have this kind of money. I'm not made of money. I don't have money for any more investigations. I mean, seriously. Soon I'll be tapped out. Joan will be tapped out. None of us will have any money except for Elon Musk. We'll have exactly no money left. Zero dollars and zero cents in all of our accounts because the people in Washington squandered it on investigations. That's probably what's going to happen at some point at this rate. It's 1148, Just a Thought with Bob Joseph here at WNBF. At WNBF and WNBF.com. It's Bob Joseph, uh, World Radio. (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be a memo because of this time debacle. World Radio Time, 1654. Or if you prefer, six minutes before the hour. (laughs) Well, that would be great when they start... um, Originating the program in Bangalore, India, we could use world time, and that way the program could air anywhere on the planet, and the time would always be wonderfully accurate. (laughs) I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. Mr. Producer, could we please hear that again? Please? Just one more time. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. So I think she was talking about President Biden. So the... One more time, I swear, this is the last time that we'll play it this morning. I'm the first woman to lead my state, and he's the first man to surrender his presidency to a woke mob that can't even tell you what a woman is. Okay, that's what I thought she said. It's 11.55, Bob Joseph just testing the transmitter to see if it's still working on this Wednesday morning. Uh, and this is the last time we'll do this. World Radio Time, 1655. This is WNBF, World Radio.
I'm Bob Joseph. Thank you so much for listening to the Wednesday broadcast. Remember, the Thursday broadcast will begin in approximately 21 hours. So make sure you tune in at 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, or streaming on WNBF.com, or using the free WNBF app. In the meantime, enjoy your afternoon. You're listening to News Radio, WNBF Binghamton. Thank you.